Well, good morning, everybody. It is November 17th, and this is Sherry Nodine, owner of Collegiate Sports Advocate, and we are bringing you one heck of a podcast here this morning. It is called The Blame Game, and we have an expert in uh, the helping world. I'll say I'll let Amanda here introduce herself. She is with Win the Mindset. Amanda Moore, welcome this morning. Tell us about your background. Hi, Sherry. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So yeah, my name is Amanda, and I'm with Win Your Mindset. So I was a former Division One basketball player, and I coach alongside my fiance. His name is Aaron, and he was a former uh, Division One soccer player, and now he's a professional soccer player. So the reason why we do what we do, which is mindset coaching, is because you know we really struggled. And we had some really good times as well as we were playing and we wanted to be able to help athletes through the good times and especially the bad times and be able to handle what's going on in their life so that they can play to the best of their ability. Awesome. Well, we're going to tackle one of my favorite subjects because Mm -hmm. blaming is, I think, an easy habit. Quitting is a bad habit that reoccurs over and over again. But what really happens at the end of a season is uh, you find, or I've found in in the 20 years I've been around the sports, is a lot of parents sit back and they come up with a lot of reasons why things aren't working rather than focusing on what is working. What do you say to something like that? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really easy to look at what's going wrong, but instead, I think we have to kind of shift our mindset into what's going right. So like, take a look at the season as a whole, and you can kind of dissect it from there, figuring out okay, where were my weaknesses? Where were my kids' weaknesses? And what do they really need to attack in this off-season or just in general? And then what went really well? Okay, what are they doing really well at? Where do their strengths lie? And being able to figure out, okay, what's the best plan of attack from here? So instead of of not taking ownership, it's really important to be responsible and say, okay, this is how things were happening. This is what was working. This wasn't what was working. And they're just kind of taking it from there. Yeah, and there's an exercise that I learned years ago, and many of uh, our clients at CSA have gone through this with us, and it's two spheres that uh, interlink, and one's called uh, uh, control, and one's called no no control, and one's called influence, Mm -hmm. and you play a little sticky game Mm -hmm. with it, like, hey, what do you control? And I love this one. Oh, the coach doesn't like me. And then you go, hit more? (laughs) You know, if you're talking about baseball, right, or even volleyball, Right. right? You know, so what do you got to do to do more? You know, and and I heard you say taking ownership, the accountability piece too. It's so hard because it is so easy to blame the coach, the club. I mean, this time of year, coaches put on new jerseys and switch organizations because the organization didn't do enough for us. But wherever they go, they go with them. So I always say focus on you first. How do you respond to something like that? What's your tips? Yeah. So, I mean, when we teach our athletes, we never talk about things that are out of their control because out of the, uh, you know, at the end of the day, things that are out of your control are coaches' decisions. Just like you mentioned, that's completely out of your control. Um, There are some things like lineup or favoritism or even bad calls by the, by the umpire. I mean, a lot of those are perception based, right? You're perceiving Mm -hmm. a lot of those things, but also they're out of your control. So instead What can your athlete focus on in their control? So a lot of times that's focus and responsibility and body language, work ethic, prioritizing their time, things like that. Whereas that might give you a better chance to be in the lineup. 
that might give you a better chance to be one of your coach's go-to players as opposed to, okay, this is coach's fault. Um, why not look internally and see what you can do a little bit differently? Right, Sherry? Do you agree with that? Absolutely. I always say, you know, what could you do to, to your own world and, and to influence those non-controllables, mm-hmm. right? Like that's the, the mm-hmm. funny part about hit more. What could you do to hit more? Because boy, you're going right. to be the coach's favorite if you're producing the things the coaches need. They don't dislike right. you as a person. They're looking for mm-hmm. a value add of what your talent brings to the table. And talent is such a key thing. We hear so many times people saying, oh, well, I'm spending money on this and that. No, spend your money on improving talent. You don't need to go to camps until your talent is campable, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And and here's the thing, like when things aren't going our way and when coaches aren't playing us, we have a tendency of taking it really personally, right? And so that's actually something that I struggled with in the past, which is why I feel comfortable talking about it. Like there were times in college where things weren't going my way and it felt really easy to be able to blame it on everybody else. When, when I look back now, which is why I, I, I teach athletes, this is like, what can you just do differently? Because what I was doing is I was giving my energy away to every, everybody else and everything else, right? All of that negative energy. But at the end of the day, that was just getting me in a rut, right? So learning to not take things personally and understanding that your coach just wants to win. Right. And if that's you, that's, you know, on the field and and helping your team to win. Great. If it's not you, then what can you do just a little bit differently so that you get that opportunity? Well, and I've always looked at team sports as the most individual team sport. Right. Well, I mean, my daughter Mm -hmm. played soccer, similar to your husband, is you really can't play it by yourself. You have to use your team in order to pass and get the ball upfield and do all that. But in softball, you can hit a home run and you can strike every uh, every batter out and you could be that one kid. But, you know, that's mm-hmm. an anomaly, right? We get it. Mm-hmm. But I kind of mm-hmm. put it back on them to say, what do you think you could do different? I had a parent that mm-hmm. was unhappy and thought that, you know, kid was getting more playing time. You know, coaches, kids, we get a lot of that. My kids were coaches, kids. They actually have to work two times harder to even get out mm-hmm. there. I, I don't care what anybody says. I'm always going to defend the coach's kid because they're actually mm-hmm. giving that time out to your kid. But instead mm-hmm. of that, I listened to the mother and then I said, well, what do you think she could do better? Where is her opportunity to make an improvement? Oh, well, she really needs to get stronger with her throw. So what are you doing for that? Well, 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 well. And I'm like, you know, it takes time to make that kind of improvement. It's not a reflection on your, your kid. They love your kid. Especially in college, you know, they've given your kid a scholarship. They really like Mm -hmm. your kid. Let's give the Mm -hmm. investment back. How did you handle that in college? Because I'm sure you were always a superstar. Oh, you know what? I I actually really struggled in college. And and I've talked to you about this before, Sherry, is, um, and and I honestly did have a tendency of, of playing the blame game a little bit. But let me tell you where it got me on the bench. That's where it got me. Right. And um, now I'm able to look back and realize what I really needed to do. And that was honestly, like you were saying, putting a plan in place. Right. So figuring out where your weaknesses are, understanding, okay, this isn't what's going well. And instead of looking at things subjectively and taking it personally, you really want to look at it objectively, kind of like watching it back like a movie, realizing, okay, this is what needs to change. And here's the plan in place that I need to, that I need to put in behind the work so that I can get out there and do what I want to do. So really, I I mean, I like to look at patterns over time, right? So as a softball player, 
you, you're, you're seeing your game and you're like, okay, this is what's going well. This is where I'm struggling. Figure out where the patterns are and then attack that. So instead of placing the blame on coach or teammates, whatever it is, just take responsibility and realize, okay, I just need to put in a little more work, attack my weaknesses, and then let's see where this takes me. Does that make sense? Absolutely. But how do we teach the parents? Because I saw an SEC coach this morning put out a tweet that uh, I, I'm going to pull it back up again. It literally hit us today because it was two hours ago. Kids mm -hmm. who make excuses usually have parents who make excuses for them. Accountability mm -hmm. is a learned skill. How do we teach mm -hmm. these parents? Because they'll say to me, oh, no, no, it's not an excuse. Because I'll say, oh, that's an excuse, parent. No, 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 it's real. Mm -hmm. Is mm -hmm. it real or is it an excuse? How do they tell the difference? Yeah. So, you know, at the end of the day, I think you have to eliminate excuses, it's especially once you, once your athlete is playing at a high level, understanding that it's not hurting, it's not hurting anybody's feelings. Like you never want to be mean about it or anything like that, but just understanding that you have to take responsibility both for yourself and for your athlete. And sometimes that means changing things up in their game or changing things up in their mentality, right? Like if you see your athlete really starting to make excuses like, hey, I wanna quit for this reason, or hey, I'm not happy because of this reason, then instead of you know, being like, yes, I get that, you know, oh, you know, let's all be mad at coach or let's all be mad at your teammates, really figure out, okay, I understand why you're feeling what you're feeling, but what's beneath the surface a little bit? What can we do to dissect that? Okay, what are you doing on your end? Because at the end of the day, like we've talked about, you can only control yourself. So what do you need to be doing to get in the lineup? So really taking accountability and eliminating excuses, I think that's a really good place to start. Oh man, and you hit on two issues I'm gonna go on. Uh, the first one is, you know, what can they do different? If they're doing the same thing as their high school team and their travel team and the outcome is the same, then they gotta switch mm -hmm. it up. They gotta do something different. You know, seek advice from a person like you. Seek advice from one mm -hmm. of our advocates. You know, we're, we're in the middle of the game. We have those little teeny tricks. The other thought that came up while you were talking there is, have you ever noticed the parents that have all the excuses all cluster together and they feed on each other? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, you can yeah, see absolutely. it in the outfield. You can see it in the stands. It's that same group going, meh, 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 meh. and all the things everybody else is getting something different or better it's such a cancer it's really hard mm -hmm. to be part of the good conversation and spread that goodwill how do you help mm -hmm. the parents get out of that circle well I want to start with something that you touched on first which is kind of like doing the same thing over and over and over again I mean one of my favorite quotes is from Albert Einstein which is insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result right so like as yeah. an athlete if you're not playing then what do you need to change? As a parent, if your athlete isn't playing and you're just giving the same advice over and over and over again, okay, that hasn't been working. So what can we do to shift into something that's a little more productive or a little more positive? I mean, just like you said, it's, it's kind of a cancer and negativity is a cancer. And I don't think any of us really feel good of, uh, being part of those conversations, right? Like I know I tell my athletes, hang around with the people that have the same goals as you hang around with the people that, that you feel good energy around and you feel good and you're chasing after goals together and things like that. Like, I know I don't enjoy being part of those negative conversations. I think it's actually really easy to be part of them, especially when you're in a rut, but understanding that that's not going to get you anywhere as a parent, as a player, whatever it is, like, it's just not a good place to be. And so I know I would rather turn them into more 
productive conversation so that you can help your athlete, right? At the end of the day, we just want to help our athletes. We just want to see our athletes do a good job. And a lot of times that is changing our mindset or changing even the, some, some of the people that we hang around with. I love it. I mean, you, you hit the word again, changing your mindset. This is something my career 28 years in telecom was hang around the ones that are successful, figure out what they're doing. That's making Mm -hmm. it right. Figure out what their workout Mm -hmm. plan is and go up to them and say, Hey, Amanda, how are you scoring that, that many baskets in each game? You know, how do you get that point record? You know, what, what are you doing off record? You know, Oh, I go Mm -hmm. to speed and agility. I see so many people Mm -hmm. going to training without goals. We set smart goals twice a year. And I'm going to really ask our student athletes to dig in even harder and dig in on the things that are their complaints, right? What are the things? Oh, coach, they don't like me. Okay. How do you set a specific, measurable, obtainable results-oriented goal? How do you go to a physical trainer and run around? I call it running around in circles. You're going to dance class. If you haven't set measurables at the beginning and with a goal of where you're going, doesn't that just seem logical? And yet people go, what? Yes, absolutely. And, and, and here's the, here's the thing that I, that I really want to hit home is that there's a difference between having a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. A fixed mindset is like, oh, you know, I'm just not good enough to be on this team. This isn't working out for me. Peace out. You know, I'm out of here. Right. Whereas having a growth mindset is understanding that if I work a little bit harder, if I put time in, if I am more organized, if I have better body language, if I'm a better teammate, all of those things, then I am going to get to where I need to be. So just having a growth mindset around things. And honestly, something that you touched about is, is the comparison game, right? It's really easy to compare ourselves to our teammates and think, well, coach just likes her better, or she just gets to play for whatever reason. But having a growth mindset around it is, okay, instead of me putting that negative energy on her and maybe saying she doesn't deserve to be here. Instead, what can I learn from her? What can I take from her? Why is she on the field? Okay. Instead of, you know, like I said, having negative energy around it, just be like, I'm going to mimic that. I'm going to take a little bit of that and I'm going to make it into my own and let's see where it takes me. So I just think it's so important to remember to have a growth mindset because when you're in that fixed mindset, It's just that negative ball of energy that none of us really want to be a part of. That is so powerful, Amanda. And I think we're going to wrap it up on that because having that growth mindset is what we're trying to accomplish and what we're trying to get out of this podcast. And I want to welcome and thank you again for coming. But I want to challenge all of our listeners to share this uh, podcast out there. Uh, send it to the people on your team, send it in your group chats and your, and your team chats and, you know, put it on your favorite page. This is not just softball centric. Obviously Amanda's a basketball player, but you know, we want people to really get to the next level. That's everything that CSA is about. And I want to end it by asking, how do they find you, Amanda? We want to give back. We want them to engage in your company. Thank you so much, Sherry. Yeah. So you guys, you can find us at when your mindset on Facebook And then we're also on Instagram at, at when your mindset with the number one. So at when your mindset one, and then our website is www.whenyourmindset.com. And we work with athletes, both in groups and one-on-one. So whether things are going really well and you want to do some goal setting, or if you're really struggling with some of the same things that that we've talked about today, then we're happy to help you through those things. I just want to end by saying, I understand that this is sometimes easier said than done, right? Like it's really easy to say these things, but if you do try and implement them into your life, then 
um, you will have a more positive outlook and just you'll feel better about yourself. But thank you so much, Sherry. I appreciate it. Love what you guys are doing. And thanks for having awesome. me. Awesome. And thank you so much. Your time is so appreciated. The information you have is so powerful. Man, if they could just take one thing and apply it that they heard today, it would just be amazing. And of course, you can find Collegiate Sports Advocate at Facebook. You can find us at CSA underscore athletes on Twitter. You can find us at Collegiate underscore sports underscore advocate at Instagram. I wasn't thinking of a shorter name when uh, when I created the company, but <laughs> we, we want to and we're going to have you back. You know, we love the topics. We love what you have. And we just welcome everybody. And thank you all for listening. And have a great day. Go win your mindset. Have a great there day. There you go. Thank you, Sherry. Thanks, everybody.